Today on the podcast, I've got Clint Pulver, who's just a phenomenal human being. Uh, he he does it all. He does everything from winning Emmys for short films. Um, he's a he's a drummer who's drummed with some of the biggest names and toured the country and the world. He um, first and foremost, though, he's a family man. This is a this is a guy who who makes family a priority with his wife, his two daughters, um, two young daughters. So he's got a house full of full of women. Um, <clears throat> we talk about his new book. I love it here. We talk about some of the ways to help design memorable moments for people, and that lasting influence is always supported by significant moments. And so, how do we engage people and build the relationship and create that humanness with each other and with with people? Um, <clears throat> and create this culture of unity. It's kind of a you know that's kind of a big thing he does with these companies he works for is helping to get the right people in the right places and and we expand on that and go into that a bit more. Um, you just need to stick around, just listen to this thing because he is like I said a phenomenal human doing a lot of amazing and wonderful things, but it wasn't always that way. And we talk about you know him taking his leap out of the corporate world and, um, you know, into that, from that nine to five job into living his purpose and pursuing his dreams and, and really being somebody who is here to just change the way we look at each other and influence each other. And he's a gift. He truly is a gift. I'm honored to have him on the, on the podcast to just have a good discussion. It's just a fun conversation. Hopefully you guys get a lot out of it. Um, and some of you may recognize the name because he's in the Focus Journal. And uh, stick, stay tuned and stick around for the whole episode because I've got a, I've got a small gift, so to speak, um, for the journal. If you offer your support to Clint, I want to pay that forward and give it back to you. So stick around. You'll hear us uh, conversate, have a, a good discussion about all things about not being the best in the world, but being the best for the world. Um, enjoy, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Greatest Day Podcast. I am Craig Smith, your host and the creator of this here movement of making each day the greatest day of your life. This is uh, this is round two of this episode because I recorded it earlier today when I was free and clear of responsibility and I could just sit here and uh, and let it all loose and give you all the info I wanted to deliver today. But my phone did not record it because there was no storage. So here we go. Round two. And probably slightly more rushed because there are some kids inside my house. I'm outside in my car. Uh, that I'm watching. And who knows? What is going on in there? Uh, I have older kids, so they're all just playing. They're all good. I don't even know why I have to explain this. Because both moms of those kids aren't going to listen to this podcast so I'm pretty safe, but let's get this thing done because it's Friday and I want you to have this heading into the weekend, give you some journaling prompts to, to focus on, some homework to work on, some training to dive into for yourself to improve your life, to keep stepping forward and, and becoming that better version of you. And I say that not saying that there's anything wrong with the current version of you, but you're here listening to this podcast, so that tells me there's probably even a little bit of you that is like, I would like, I would like to take my life to just a little bit better of a place. I want to level up just a little bit. 
And that's why you're here and I appreciate that. <clears throat> and I don't take that for granted. I'm get, I get messages all the time continuously about the benefits of the podcast and the Instagram page and the Focus Journal. And I love it. I love hearing what you guys are doing with this information and, and applying it. And so today is no different. It's not just a, a rant. It's hopefully we're getting in here and getting some training for you and you can apply this stuff into your life. So today's topic <clears throat> is... From my days in recovery, well, I wasn't in recovery, my days from working in recovery as a clinician focused on addiction recovery, um, substance use programs that I worked on. And one of the concepts that we talked about in relapse prevention was called the relapse drift. And... It's a wonderful concept in recovery, but it's a but it's a wonderful concept in life, in your marriage, in your fitness, in your finances. It's a wonderful concept everywhere. And um, the concept goes like this. And I'm not a boater. I don't do boating, but that's what it's about. This relapse drift is really talking about if I got to check, make sure I'm recording still. That would be a bummer. Okay, we're good. So the relapse drift is is really about that. I mean, think about a boat. You know, you bring a boat into dock, and um, if you don't if you don't tie that up, the um, just the natural happenings of the waves and the water, that boat will eventually begin to drift away from the dock. And before you know it, if you're not paying attention, maybe you're sleeping on the boat, maybe you're just tuned into something else, you will find yourself out in sea you know, far away from the dock and, and wonder to yourself, how did I even get here? I didn't even notice. I didn't notice I was drifting so far away. And, uh, and this is the, this is the concept in addiction recovery where, you know, people, people try to, you know, bring their ship, their recovery, their life into land and keep it as close to land, which represents sobriety as possible. They want to keep it as close to that as possible. And the way we do that, if you've ever been on a boat, um, I just did my whole Disney World trip, um, which is probably the most I've ever been on a boat. Just going back and forth the one day that we went to one of the parks and we had to take a boat. <clears throat> but each time they pulled up to pick up or drop off people, they got to the dock and one of the crew members would jump out and start wrapping this rope around a hook. There's probably actual names for these things, but I don't know them because I'm not a boater. Um, I do know the rope is called a mooring line. And the mooring lines keep the boat from drifting out and away. So today we want to talk about, and I want to help you guys identify, well, you've got to identify on your own, but just introduce you this concept, or if you know about it, then reintroduce it. Um, this concept of mooring lines in your life, in the different parts of your life, whether that's your marriage and your relationships, whether that's your role as a father or a mother, um, as a child, as, um, you know, in your fitness and your finances, in your spirituality, in your emotional wellness and uh, mental well-being, all these areas, right? <clears throat> so we've got these targets, hopefully, right? We've got these goals or these targets, this vision that you want for that area of your life. And we've got to be doing these things, the mooring lines, to help keep us closer and, and 
closer to the goal, closer to the vision, and not slowly drift away. So let's, maybe we'll just take each area of our lives a little bit and break it down just, just a bit, just a bit, right? <clears throat> um, so just let's stick to the addiction, right? Addiction and behavioral um, patterns and stuff in your life where, where this originated for me when I was introduced to it years ago. Um, and it fits, like I said, in many areas of life. But in the addiction recovery field, it was, so people trying to stay sober from alcohol or stimulants or, you know, whatever their drug of choice was. But this applies, you can apply this to any other addictive pattern in your life. Pornography, sexual addictions, uh, food, binge eating, uh, abusive relationships with food, whether that's over or under eating, that type of stuff. Um, violence, aggression, any of these patterns in your life you do not want to have, you, there is a set of things and a formula for you to succeed and to reach the goal and to refrain from doing these things, to avoid the relapse drift, right? To avoid falling back into those old patterns. There are things that will help you to succeed. Those are our morning lines. We want to do those things. Others have called them um, like protective factors, right? And let me just make this note. No matter, no matter where you're at in life, no matter when or um, what phase you're at in, in change in your life, if you fall out of, if you fall out of um, your patterns of change, like the things you're doing that are helpful, these new habits, these new behaviors and patterns you're creating, if you fall out of that and slide back into your old ones, it's okay. Like that's, that's actually normal. Um, we took all, you've heard me talk about this before, but don't ever let like a couple days of falling off track derail your whole journey. Don't let that derail the whole process. Like just get back, get back to it as, as quick as you can. And, uh, I just, I just met with a client yesterday and we talked all about this. She talked about how just chaos in her life, right? A lot of things happening with, with, um, children and, um, her own mental well-being and stress and lacking sleep and, and diet and, and fitness type stuff. <clears throat> and I told her she was doing some things that were, were remaining constant, which was great. Um, even through all the chaos, she kept some of these, these mooring lines in place. So she wasn't drifting way out. You know, if you even got a couple of them you're sticking to, it'll save you from drifting so far away. But the goal would then be to start tighten up the other ones get the other lines back in place and tighten those up. And that's what we talked about. And that's what I told her. I said, just find one thing that you know has been very helpful for you in the past and get back to it and just start it. Don't overwhelm yourself, overwhelm yourself with like, let me get back to all five or six or 10 things I've, that I've been practicing over the last few months. It's like, nah, just, just pick up one thing and bring that back into your, your pattern. Just start it again. So just get back to the one thing that you know is helpful. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just get started again. So in the addiction field, you know, that might be, uh, depending on your substance of choice, that might be um, going to AA meetings or NA meetings, some type of 12-step recovery meeting, getting a sponsor or a mentor, right? They call them sponsors in, in recovery. Um, you know, doing 
reading the big book or practicing daily meditation, like these things are really key for um, recovery, right? Prayer, uh, connection to your higher power or to God. Um, and knowing you're doing that daily, that stuff keeps you grounded and you're, um, you're avoiding falling into that relapse drift. Um, but you got to find what these things are for you. In your marriage and in your relationships, um, actually, this is a great one for that because I've talked about this before, but if you didn't know, the number one reason for divorce is not drugs and sex and, and communication and money. It's emotional drift. And couples are, are prone to this just like the rest of us in other areas of our life, but especially in our relationships where you just slowly start to drift apart. You start to drift apart because you stop doing the things that keep you close. So what is it? The question for you, right? If you got a paper out, you're, you're writing these things atop, atop, um, across the top of the page. Uh, marriage, relationships, fitness, all, whatever area you want to address. And then you put what your mooring lines are. And so for your relationship, that might be um, a six-second kiss daily. Um, two six-second non-sexual hugs, right? This stuff comes from the Gottman Institute. Two minutes of, you know, when you come home or before you leave, you're just touching base with your partner just to stay in the loop with each other and stay connected. Um, it's a weekly date night, you know, no kids and, and not grocery shopping, but just two hours per week minimum where you're just out on a date, you know? And if you gotta do it at home, do it at home, but be creative. But you're having that alone time. Maybe it's scheduling sex because your schedules are too chaotic. Um, but just knowing, hey, when we do these things regularly in our relationship, we are closer. Those are your mooring lines. Those are the protective factors around you drifting apart. So keep doing those things. You guys find what those are for you again. I'll probably say that another 10 times. Um, your health and your fitness, right? It's um, It might be macro tracking. Look, I'm back up like... 17 pounds right now from, from when I was, you know, really feeling pretty dang good. And I think I was, um, I was starting to look leaner. Um, I feel good by the way, like my weight gain doesn't mean I'm unhealthy. Um, my sleep is better than ever. Um, I, my mental clarity is getting better, which that's to do with sleep. So just because like weight loss and, and being lean and, and lower body fat, that doesn't always mean um, that doesn't always represent health. That doesn't mean you're healthier if you're those things. So um, I'm going to talk more about this next week on another episode um, when we talk about how you can record your progress. What are other indicators of progress? So we'll get back to that. But um, with your health and your fitness and nutrition, right? Like tracking macros or, or counting your calories. And maybe it's the opposite, right? Like I feel better when I'm not tracking or I'm not counting and there's not a right or wrong way to do it. It's the one that you feel like you can optimize your life best with. But what are those things in that daily walk, your 10,000 steps, your water intake? Are you setting an ounce goal that you want to hit every day? Because you just know you feel better. You feel better when you're hydrated more, you know, you feel better when you're out in nature and walking. You feel better when you're meditating. So what are these things? And some of those are crossing over into the mental and emotional wellness as well. So it's, um, again, it's like prayer and, and it's, it's reading and it's daily study 
Um, it might be journaling, you know, in your focus journal or just in a notebook, your gratitude practice. These are the mooring lines. These are the things helping us to avoid drifting away from the goals and the targets we're setting for ourselves. And if we're not following up on these things regularly, that's when the drift begins to happen. Not that we got to track it religiously, but some people do. They use a habit tracker or they use, you know, they use a calendar where they get to mark off if they did the things that they focus on for the day. And I think those are great. I think it's great to wake up and set some intentions for your day of the things you want to get done. Um, and these things are your morning lines. These are the things keeping your boat closer to the shore, closer to the dock where you want them to be. Um, where else to go with that? Um, one of the other things, I won't keep going into all the other areas. Um, so just identify the different areas that you want to continue to work on and then, and then say, here are the things I'm going to do on a daily, on a weekly, maybe it's a monthly basis <clears throat> because I know it feeds into and improves the, the state of that area of my life. And the kind of, to go along with the rest of the theme, right, of this concept in recovery and just in life in general is what is your anchor? Like above all, what is, what is the thing that you just, you're holding on to tight, that anchor that you have? And I think that translates into asking yourself, like, what's my why? Like, ultimately, what is that, that thing, you know? For me, it's that, that role as a father and, and how I show up as a husband, like just as my family, like family above anything else. I want to be a good leader for my family and, and, a, and a good husband for my wife. She deserves that. She deserves nothing but the best version of me for her. And so do my kids. So that's my biggest anchor, right? Um, and maybe attached to that is I want to I make a difference. I want to leave a mark in this world where, where people say, man, that, that greatest day mindset guy, like Craig, like he just, like I remember him. Like he changed some things in me and I look at the world different because of it. And, and who knows how many people that changes. Like that drives me. That excites me to think that I might be able to do that. Um, and I'm going to keep working towards that. So, okay, you guys take the rest of this concept, dive deeper on your own. I've laid it out for you, just getting it introduced and how it looks, but get on paper, figure this stuff out. Cause you know, I come back to this every time, right? It's, it's, uh, it's not about all these fancy words and concepts and, and you know, who cares? Like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You just, you just shared the last 20 minutes with me. Now what? Now what? Don't let this go to waste. If you got anything out of it, maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't get anything out of it. That's okay. Maybe somebody else can though. Take just a minute. I think in the top right of your screen, depending on what platform you're listening on, there's like three little buttons. You can push it and you can share it like in a text message. Send it to a few people. Uh, if nothing else, take a screenshot. Put it on your Instagram story. Send me a message like, hey, this is what I got out of it and here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's how I'm going to put this lesson into my life. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to shift. This is how I'm going to tighten things up. This is, these are the mooring lines I'm going to work on. Um, and tag me on Instagram, greatest day mindset. Um, or send me an email, greatestdaymindset uh, at gmail.com. And let me know. Like, I love hearing that stuff. I love seeing and hearing you guys put this stuff into action and, uh, and creating your best life. So, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for being here. I think we got it. It's the record button still on, so I think we're good. Let's get this thing published, get this thing up. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Um, a couple awesome episodes next week. So, um, you know, get more, 
get those people you love and care about on board with this greatest day podcast, this mindset, this mentality. Um, got some good ones coming up. You guys appreciate you. Love you. Have a wonderful weekend. I will see you next week. And, uh, you already know, make today the greatest day of your life. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the greatest day podcast. Hopefully the information given today will help each of you as you continue to improve your life, stay present, and make each day better than the last. As always, please take a minute and share this episode or this podcast with someone that you think would benefit and hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and let's continue to spread the greatest day mindset to as many people as we can. I appreciate each of you once again. We'll see you on the next episode. And as always, make today the greatest day of your life.